Did you hear that? No. It was something above us, like moved. Probably the spiders. <laughs> to Ridiculously Inconsiderate. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Julia. And today we're joined by... Sophia, Julia's sister. Yay! (laughs) This episode we kind of wanted to talk about the POC experience kind of growing up in diverse communities but also going to like predominantly white schools. Like the culture shock of going from predominantly white to diverse communities or vice versa and um just kind of different things that we've experienced that are like hard to share with people who haven't experienced anything similarly because they just you know they just don't get it to kickstart this conversation i tried to look up what to talk about with your poc sister and the only thing that came up it's like a letter to my poc sisters and brothers (laughs) from a white person (laughs) Sophia, would you like to tell us a little bit about you? I grew up in Southern California. I went to USC, and now I graduated, and I don't have a job. But you could have a job soon. We don't know. I mean, God willing. And I'm not religious. And you're the oldest? I'm the oldest of three. What was that like? (laughs) Very stressful. And now you're moving. Mm -hmm. I'm moving to New York. It's exciting. It'll be a lot less stressful to live there. I personally... Well, I'm not afraid think... of heights, so... <laughs> no, I think New York is a very stressful city. But stressful in the way that I like. Not stressful in the way of I have to try to figure out how to manage, like, two jobs, a full class load, and then getting home for Angela's birthday. Well, you might have to figure out how to manage two jobs. Yeah, but I won't also have to then carve out three hours of my day to drive No, you'll drive have to carve places. out three weeks to fly home. Yeah, and guess what? I won't be doing it. <laughs> oh, like for a three-week visit. Yeah, <laughs> like, I meant, like, it'll take you three weeks to get back here. So we decided that one thing we want to do with guests, new guests that we have on our podcast, is have them share with us their favorite controversial opinion. So, Sophia, if you have any controversial opinions that you think not too offensive but a little inconsiderate. My mind went to that country music is garbage, but then I realized most people feel that way, so I will instead choose The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, and also, like, is it Bachelors in Paradise, or whatever? Bachelor Nation. Bachelor, bachelor Nation what? needs to be... That's what they call themselves. They need oh, to be canceled. Well, because I just think a lot of people like those shows, like, unironically, and there are the people who like them ironically, and that's okay with me. But they're garbage, and they don't deserve rights. The shows don't deserve rights? Yeah, like, they don't deserve all this promotion. Oh. Like, I can't leave my house without seeing a billboard of that white man. And he's, like, holding, like, a champagne bottle. And, and he makes me feel unsafe. Have you guys seen the commercials for the most recent bachelor? Yes, it's very dramatic. <laughs> they're so dramatic. He, they're very emotional. Was, it's a video of him crying at the end, and he goes, I'm so broken. <laughs> See, they're stupid, and everybody's like, oh my god, he's just so sad. I'm like, he's having sex with, like, five women a week. Like, who cares? The, like, introductions that they do, they all make me so uncomfortable. I watched, I saw TikTok, and it was, like, all the, like, weirdest ones from this season, 
And at the very end of the TikTok, it just cut and it like panned over to the next person that was going to be introduced. And it was this like 60 year old woman. And then the TikTok ended and I was like, I need to know more. more. That's horrible. Well, not that she's 60, but just like all of it. But it's just very bizarre. And yeah, can't say I'm a fan. No, clearly not. What were your questions? All right. Oh, here's a fun one. Who was your favorite cartoon character when you were a kid? My mind went to Candace, but that's definitely not my favorite. And I only, uh, maybe Vanessa from Phineas and Ferb, because she was so cool and hot. Um, I don't think it's her. Oh, I know. Little Tree from Spirit. Is, he, is that a cartoon? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really watch yeah, cartoons, we'll say, what, Who's your favorite animated character? And you have to say, Little Tree from Spirit of the Stallion of the Cimarron. Because <laughs> what? Cimarron. The full Cimarron. title. <laughs> Sam Cimarron. Cimarron. The dyslexia is in my in my mind too. Yeah. Um, in your tongue. In my tongue. Trapping it. Yeah, so him. Little tree. He was sexy and he rode horses bareback and that's all I ever wanted to do. Well I didn't ask you which animated <laughs> character you were you found sexy. You were, what was <laughs> your sexual awakening? <laughs> Little Spirit tree. Spirit <laughs> You know that he was Spirit, not Little Tree. Spirit was Matt was Damon. By Matt yeah, Damon. I know. Who was who played Little Tree? It's actually an indigenous person. Was it that, that was one cool. guy that mom really liked? Wait, so Little Tree's a, a... Wait, his <laughs> name is actually Little Creek. What? I refuse. Um, It's like a human character. Yeah. <laughs> Little Creek. Oh, I was going to say, do you judge a book by its cover? Yes. You do? <laughs> of course. Do you feel that you were judged by your cover? Going to a predominantly white school. Yeah, of course. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? Nothing. I would say sexual assault. Oh, yes. That's it. That's my limit. I think that's my only one. Yeah, because I was like, death is hilarious. (laughs) This is definitely a British article because it says, do you ever risk eating dodgy smelling food? And it was like, okay, well, we don't say that in America. Is it like bustle or something? I don't know what dodgy is. No, it's social pronoun. Do you ever participate in local cultural stuff your city has to offer? Is that one of the the options? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, perfect. Um, well, a lot, like, more for, like, classes and things, but, like, I like to go to Dia de los Muertos, like, anytime there's, like, an event And when I asked you to go with me, you did not. This year I was, (laughs) well, we were busy. I didn't even think about it. Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos. That was, like, a weird Italian. Muertos. I got the biliteracy seal. <laughs> did you actually? Oh, yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> you, you didn't have to take a test for it, did you? No, you it was just how many years, years you took it. Yeah, Yeah, I wanted to, but then I wanted... I took it for three, and I could have done... I didn't want to do four honors because it was really hard, and I didn't want to do that my fourth year. I did four honors junior year. I and skipped three AP. so that I could do AP. I don't regret it, but I don't love that I did that because I think I like four honors I like the teacher for that class I feel like it would have been a fun senior year class but um instead I hated her and she thought that I was stupid she She was the white one yep I feel like in a weird way I've gotten the opposite stereotype for being Asian where people look at me and they think I'm dumb this is Brenda Song's doing it could be it could be a new awakening I feel like it's because you always like Put a lot of work into your looks. Like I was gonna people, say, yeah. I feel like it's a mixture of sexism and racism. Yeah. Ugh, yummy. 
What a combination. Yeah, true. My favorite combination. I, yeah, I always think, especially because, like, the teachers that I did deal that, like, the teachers that I had a problem with in that sense, like, that was mostly my senior year when I did wear makeup to school every day, mm-hmm. and I did my hair, and, like, tried more, I guess. Like, you just wanted to feel pretty and be smart, and everyone was like, you can't do that. You can't be both. Mm-hmm. Which is not true. Did Elwoods teach us nothing? The white girls, they love a little legally blonde, but they can't seem to apply it to real life. Literally. (laughs) When's the first time you, like, really realize, like, oh, wow, people are racist towards me? Like, my ex-boyfriend calling me the N-word and then threatening to break up with me if I got any darker... And he said it always in like he a... He would laugh, so it was confusing. It was like a joking was tone. Tricking us. And then it would be him and his friends. So then like, and his friends would be like, ha ha, like, true. That's so horrible. And I was like, oh, ha ha, I guess. And I just never really like, I like put in a part of my brain that just didn't like process he, any of it. Sorry to interrupt. He was the kind of like white, he was very liberal. He was the kind of white liberal that like was like, but I'm the good guy so I can be racist. And it mm-hmm. was confusing. That's kind of a lot of the people we grew up around were like... They were white, but they believed in the good stuff, so it didn't matter, and yeah. that was confusing. Obama wait, you know? Yeah, and it was like, just, it was just like, very well, confusing. My parents voted for Obama, so I'm not racist. It's just confusing when you're, like, some of the only people of color. Also, when I call myself a person of color, I'm using that term very lightly, um, just because, like, I, I mean, I just, I'm I identify person, as mixed, but my skin is very pale, so. I'm a person of color. Do with that summer. what you will. But I also I say that <laughs> I do think when you look at me, I think right now you, you look like a person of color. I'm not you look white. like a person of color all day long. I don't, unless I'm around like you guys. I feel like like when yeah, I'm with my roommates, I look white, and, and when I'm with you guys, I look. The, if not. people know like your sister, and then they're like, oh yeah, like, or I get a lot of times people asking me what I am, so I just say mixed. People always go, "Are you some kind of like Latina?" And I'm like, yeah, "I'm yeah, Mexican." Thank you for asking, yeah. <laughs> I just, um, yeah, people are usually really surprised by my ethnicity. That's okay. I get hate crammed more in the summer. That's when I, because my skin's much darker. Yeah. Another, but what I was saying about his friend was that he went to college in the West, uh, not the West, oh my God, he went to college in the South, and his whole thing about racism was like, well, look at me, I'm not getting hate crime, so it must not exist. What about you, Julia? Do you have any, like, well, I have you ever? Yeah, I think in high school when I got called a slur by the guy I was talking to, basically this kid that I was talking to, he, we met like just in passing, kind of, and he, we like, I don't know, he thought I was cute, and he asked my number, and we were talking, and when he found out I was Mexican, he laughed like this really disgusting kind of like, <laughs> you're Mexican, just in like shock and disgust and disbelief, and it was really weird, but I kind of didn't like, I was like, oh, that was weird. That because also the thing is I will say while we did grow up in a predominantly white area we did have a lot of Hispanic people around us as well so I I just think in California in general it's not like a shock to meet someone Mexican and that's not the reaction that you get and so I was confused and then he called me um a slur and I was like oh you can say it if you want you want me to I don't want you to but you guys are both more comfortable yeah. saying it than I am so beaner you like that a beaner. What did the question is? Julia got called this when she was a junior in high school. I was like fifteen. What is a beaner? (laughs) And I 
just personally feel a little like too white to say that word, so I'm not going to, but that's just my personal preference. I think there are people whiter than me who right. say that word and are <laughs> And are very serious and say it in a derogatory way. No, I was saying, like, I know Mexicans Mexicans who are paler than me who say that word and are comfortable, but I'm just personally not. We also grew up learning about racism because our grandparents would tell us, like, their personal experiences. And my mom would tell us... Every time we go to the airport, it's such a hassle. Yeah, every time we'd go to the airport with my grandfather, he got pulled over. We would have to be. We have to. We have to. I always get pulled over, and I don't. Know I why. do too. And now, I do not. thinking about it, it might it might be racist. Dude, that's another thing that I realized. Like when we travel as a family, I'm the only one who gets <laughs> you and mom. Me and mom, me and, and mom. normally it's me. Our mom's the Mexican one because I'm sure they're like, well, she's the one that's going to be carrying the drugs. Like she's yeah. the child. But, drogas. <laughs> <laughs> and every day, I that was something i realized so recently i was like talking to it was probably pauline and arohi like yeah i always get stopped at the airport and they're like that's because you're brown (laughs) it's just that we grew up with so many white people it it yeah it's just like ah it's just my bad luck but the thing is that's what we mean when we say we grew up around well we're from california so we grew up around of like a lot of white liberals so we weren't getting like called slurs on the daily which is lucky but there was just racism in a lot more subtle ways that we didn't understand until we got older yeah but our mom didn't think about until someone pointed it out to us basically Mm -hmm. basically i think it kind of happened when i went to college and i met like other hispanic people and they were like talking about racism and i went oh my god yeah like they either didn't experience it really and we're telling them they're like oh that's not okay or like they did and they're like oh that's that's bad and i've also like i know what you're talking about what i was gonna say is our mom did share a lot of her like experiences with us but i think our grandparents too but they would always kind of phrase it as you guys are pale enough that that won't happen to you which i think is true to an extent for me but also clearly not sister not completely oh yeah but also like and i'm sure like you can agree like curly hair is like really frowned upon and unprofessional which like i'm sorry but i don't straighten my hair often because I like my curly hair, and I'm proud of my curly hair, but no, they're, I like, it's definitely, it's looked at as unprofessional. But it's looked at as unprofessional. And my hair's not that curly, so, you know, but even this is, like, people don't yeah. like it. Yeah, and so, like, anytime I have to do an interview, like, I have to put my hair up, or, like, I, yeah, I like, really consciously am thinking about the fact that, like, if my hair is down and curly, and not in, like, a really slick way, or, like, a really, like, put-together way, like, that that's, like, like, a point against me. Because it doesn't look pond. professional, yeah. and, like, it doesn't... I never really thought but about that But it should that look professional. I mean, we don't have, like, 4C hair, but it still is an issue. People definitely have that worse. My mom has, like, similar curls to you guys. Mm. And she, I never even thought about it, but she always, like, when she would go to work, she always puts her hair up. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you have to. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just, like, unprofessional to have it. What about you, Bean? <laughs> That's a nickname. And <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> That, that a, is an, mean is something that we call Lindsay, and it has nothing to do with anything that I've said previously. A bean necklace. It's just a fun. One time she slipped on a bean and fell, and like that's how that started. <laughs> that's our new story. <laughs> that's our story for that. There is actually is. a real story behind it, but we will never tell it. And it has nothing again to do with slurs or anything. No, nothing to do one. with my ethnicity. It's just bad timing. <laughs> um, I don't ever get picked out as being Mexican. Like no one has ever looked at me and really believe people don't believe me like that's frustrating as an asian person especially an asian woman i think there's a lot of issues with that which like my i could go into my whole vendetta against anime and the sexualization of japanese women but i you know (laughs) i digress digress. as like an asian person i think like that was definitely more of what I was targeted for and we also grew up the thing about Southern California is that there are like 
obviously like the white people, mostly like white liberals. And then there's the Hispanic people because we're so close to Mexico. And then there's also a lot of Asian communities and they're just like different throughout Southern California. So there's like, there'll be like a hub where it's mostly Korean families. And then like my aunts live in a place that's predominantly Japanese. Like it's kind of different wherever you go, like whichever city you're in. So like I was always surrounded by like other Asian people but I think the difference with me and I never fully felt accepted by them was because I'm not culturally very Japanese and I don't share that with them. So they were always like, oh, well, you're white. And I'm like, well, clearly not really. <laughs> I'm not. But I think, I think my first experience or like something that I do remember like that stands out to me is like an early memory of like being like, oh, that's kind of racist was in ballet like, being really young and, like, having my teacher tell me that I was exotic, I thought that it was just creepy, creepy at the time. And now I'm like, oh, well, that's not something you say to a white person. And just, like, I don't know. I rem- And then I remember being told, like, oh, like, you need to do your eyebrows because um, they're too bushy or whatever. And I think that's, like, a very, like, Hispanic people have, like, a lot yeah, of hair. Yeah. And um, I think that's definitely, like, a gene that I got from that side of my family and also like having my little brown girl mustache I don't know if either of you guys really had that but um yeah like being told I mean I I kind of have one currently little that I had a mustache I think it's something that every every woman has but it's like it's just if you have dark hair I had dark dark hair on my face but it was like kind of like everywhere yeah you have like like, I was just like furry (laughs) another memory I have that I never really processed I guess um was having a friend in high school who um I guess like we had a we had a complicated friendship like we were both sarcastic people and I think I let that like excuse a lot of like mean comments that were made and I was just like oh it's her sarcasm which is true but it doesn't take away from the fact that they like did hurt me yeah like those are things that I take with me still Mm -hmm. like the things that she said to me and one thing that she said to me was that um she was upset with me that I didn't sit with her for something like I I sat you were a kid no um this was in high school oh okay and I didn't sit with her like on the bus oh and um I was like I'm like you know like she came up to me and she was like why didn't you sit with me? And I apologized. I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. Like, I've bad eyesight and I did not see you. And so I sat down. So I wasn't awkwardly like looking around for you, you know? So I like sat down and there was someone else that I was friends with. So I just sat down with her and she was like, oh, well, you didn't see me. Like what? Like you didn't see me? Like, oh, it's probably because of your small Asian eyes. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't really think about it until... Um, we weren't friends anymore, I think. And I was like, that was really fucked up. Yeah. And I shouldn't have been called that by a friend. Lastly, we just kind of wanted to share how we deal with situations that we're put into nowadays that are kind of hate crimes. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of what we take away from it. For me, at least, like after high school, I moved to... NorCal and lived in the Bay for a while and kind of like all of my roommates besides the one that was the grossest 
ironically, for people of color. Like, well, no, actually, they were all super messy. Anyway, besides that, but then I kind of realized, like, oh, we all had, like, a really culturally similar background, and even though we didn't, like, really get along, we could always relate to that, and that's how I got really close to one of my roommates, was that, like, her family was, I think they're Mexican, I'm not 100% sure, but, like, Latina, she's a Latina and Filipino, and then we got really close, and her family, like, really took me in, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, is this the thing that everybody does, and I realized that's not, um, because there's a lot of people that I've had, like, white friends specifically that just, like, give their families don't treat you like that at all, and so I realized what a big cultural thing family is, and, like, value that, and so when I went to transferred colleges, that was what I looked for in friends, like, I, if I don't have to be friends, like, this sounds horrible, but it's like, if I don't have to be friends with a white person, like, I'm not going to, especially at USC, because even though like I do have friends that are white like the ones that I have are tend to be my least favorites because they're so privileged and they just don't see it um which is like a very USC specific thing because I do have a lot of white friends from home and we get along just fine but um at USC and specifically like in my school everybody who's there tends to be of the worst caliber of white person like maybe just, like, very spoiled. Higher class. Higher class. Like, really looked down. And, like, I'm University always in the minority children. there. Those are the spoiled children. Yeah. Like, I, and that's, like, a very specific to Annenberg. Like, a lot of the other schools are, like, very diverse at USC. But that one is, like, no matter what, like, people of color are always going to be a minority at that school, like, in Annenberg. So, like, any class you have, like, I'll be one of three. If that, maybe one of two. And so when I was, like, choosing who I was going to stay close to, I was like, you know what, if I don't want to be friends with a person and, like, one of the reasons they're annoying me is because their culture, like, I'm not going to, like, make a huge effort there. Like, not the, just their culture, but that it's so culturally different that it's hard to, like, get along. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't need to make an effort for, like, those kinds of people anymore. I feel like the people who are, like, white people who try and not in, like, the annoying way, but, like, they try because they genuinely were, like, raised right. Those are your good friends. Yeah. You know, those are people, like, like, I know, like I'm, like, the white people that you're selective. The white, white people, people that you're friends with, life. though, are, like, people who were raised just with, like, loving, no, I don't want to say loving families because that's not someone's fault if they just weren't raised op- with a loving family, but families that, you know, just taught them more open, how to be good people. <laughs> Maybe more, ed- like, more educated, educated about other cultures and, like, pass that on to their kids. Yeah. Yeah, I would say now in my life, I think going to college was an interesting experience because um, I honestly just became friends with the people that lived near me, and already, like, the amount of white people that it was, was, like, one, (laughs) and that was so different from high school because, like, all of our friends were, and it didn't feel weird at the time, but when I got to college, like... It, I don't know, like, I just suddenly was surrounded by people who had, like, really interesting cultures, and they were very connected to their cultures, and I just felt very, like, whitewashed going there, which is fine, American dream, I guess. <laughs> Another thing in high school, <laughs> it, it's though, hard because it's, like, that is the American dream, but, like, I think the American dream should be being able to hold on to your culture and be a part of... Yeah, and be a part of... Like, American culture, like, because this is another thing our parents would tell us when we were kids, is that America is a melting pot of different cultures, and that doesn't mean that you should give up your culture, which is why we were raised Americanized, which actually isn't really our mom's fault. That's our grandparents' fault, and she tried to kind of give us... It was this thing... 
our culture our grandparents stupid. generation to yeah. try and get rid of your culture so you weren't different yeah so you know we were always taught so you didn't get hate crimes basically Basically. so we understand we're not we're not angry it's fine another thing in high school too was that even if you were another race like i remember people telling me all the time like well you're not mexican you're white sophia because they like like they if they liked you it was like no you're you're not not. like you're not that way yeah i have so many stereotypes in their head of what you were supposed to be. yeah so many people tell me you're not like brown or like you're not another race and i'd be like no i um, am uh, but i don't am. take that away from me yeah so <laughs> like that happens so much but it was because they didn't think of you as like a like a dirty stinky mexican no literally though yeah because <laughs> i wasn't like a service worker i was just someone who was in choir with them dancing and singing and like yeah. our, our parent our mom was a teacher and our dad owned a restaurant so you know it wasn't it just wasn't, they didn't fulfill certain stereotypes. Our dad's not Mexican, but, you know, like, they didn't fulfill certain stereotypes, so. Yeah. It was just, or same with, like, being indigenous or native, like, people were like, no, you're not, like. You don't live you're on not a reservation. Like, what even tribe are you? Yeah, That's I think it was just interesting, like, meeting people who were more connected to the culture of, like, their ancestors, I would guess. And, I mean, a lot of the people that I did meet were international students, so, I mean, it is very different. But I think it was very new to me. And I just think, like, going to college, I realized, like, how much I didn't get to connect with my own culture. And, like, that was kind of sad, a sad realization because, like, there are so many cool things about being Mexican and about being Japanese that I never really got to be a part of. But... Going to school in a predominantly white and black community as a city um, has been interesting because there are a lot of hate crimes against Asian people, um, mostly. (laughs) Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's just not that many there besides like the college students. Mm -hmm. So they're, it's like a very... I don't know. know. But, like, walking on the street, I've been yelled at and, like, ni hao. um, Just things like that. And the thing that I do now is that I just kind of, like, make them feel stupid. Like, um, there's, like, a family friend who um, asked me, like, or who implied that I knew a lot about Japan based on the way I looked. And he was like, oh, you know, like, I'd love to go to Japan one day. Like, you're you. (laughs) And I said, oh, that's cool. I've never been. So, like, just, like, things like that where I'm like, I will, like, educate you. Like, maybe you've never met an Asian person who doesn't go to wherever country their family's from. Whatever. Trying to break them a little bit and, like, take down what they're saying and, like, be more... Like, give them the, tell them the truth, and, like, I don't know. It's hard because I feel like within the last few years, a lot of people have um, reinforced that that's really not your job. Like, you shouldn't have to do mm-hmm. that. But at the same time, it's like, or do you want white people trying to figure it out for themselves and be idiots? Like, and to like, continue what, what doing those things. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice that you're willing to do that because some people are not at all, which is I fine. Think, <laughs> I think if it happened to, to me on a daily basis it would become exhausting but since it's very it's not super frequent um it's not something that I like worry about when I leave the house that like I'm okay like I think like those stories to me are funny because I'm like these people are so ignorant 
that they say these things to me and I just have to be like nice try but no No. (laughs) so I'm okay with it but I think if it was a lot worse then I I, it's not fair yeah for us to have to like educate everyone else about so that they don't say offensive things yeah like it's weird but at the same time like white people who like think they're really educated they never are so it's like yeah yeah there's always fix that (laughs) there's no solution well we are we can we are not the solution we are not the solution we are not going to fix racism (laughs) single-handedly we can try we'll do our best solution thank you sophia for joining us Mm -hmm. in our fun fun little talk about um hate crimes hate crimes and Racism. racism and growing up as people of color and women of color Thank you, Thank you for, for listening. Me. Oh, should yeah. I ask you one last question? You can. What um, do you think about old black and white movies? Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of them. Most of them are racist. Yeah, that's, that's kind of why. Um, have you tried a sensory deprivation tank? What? I don't know what these questions are. Have you ever experienced the feeling of catharsis? These are weird. Um, what is catharsis? It's like when you get, you feel... Like if you're like punching Cathartic. something and then you feel like relieved from your rage. Give me another right, one. I have one more. Or I'll have two more. Okay, one is why have a separate word for raisins instead of just calling them dried grapes? No. Have you ever seen a train wreck? God, I wish. Since we talk about our love of movies and TV shows. Oh, yeah, we should do about... a, like a pop culture one or something. What's your favorite television show and why? What's like your spiel that you give to people as to why they should watch it? Hmm. These days, I don't really have a favorite television show. It's always Thirty Rock, but like I would never try to tell anybody to watch that because that's very like the humor is outdated, and like the reason I love it is because all I've ever wanted to do my whole life is be a TV writer. So I can't like convince. Oh, mine would probably be Fleabag, and the reason why everybody should watch it is just because it's so well written and it's so funny, Um, and. I think it's an amazingly not white feminist thing for a white person to have made. Um, especially because it can be. Like, that show is brilliantly written and I think is just really funny. Like, it's just so funny. Um, also, Curb Your Enthusiasm. But it's it's not, re- it's like improv. Episodes. So it's like, oh, really but I fun. love improv. Yeah, and that's, that's another great one. My favorite things in TV shows are the ones where they're like, that was improvised. And I'm like, oh, best moment. Mm hmm. I always say um, Succession, like as well, or Barry. Okay, I got um, some trivia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what TV show was Jack Nicholson referencing when he ad libbed, here's Johnny in The Shining? Um, it's not like the beaver one, is it? Think of a person named Johnny. I don't know. Carson. Oh. The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. I didn't know that. Yeah, Yeah, that's cool. Who is the only actor to receive an Oscar nomination for acting in a Lord of the Rings movie? Viggo Mortensen? Mm -mm. Elijah Wood? Is it Sean Astin? No, it's no one young. Oh. Ian McKellen? Yes. Why? He's not because like... Because he's Gandalf, you bitch. Oh, he is? But he doesn't really yeah. do anything. Wait, so who's... He comes back to Dumbledore. life. <laughs> a different comes... actor. That... No, but like, who... Who is he in... Isn't he in Lord of the Rings? No. He's in The Hobbit. No. No? 
No, mm. it's just Ian. Come on, I'm speaking of Ian. You'll get this one. You will you get said that this about the last one. one. No, this one you'll get. Which movie was incorrectly announced as the winner of Best Picture at the 2017 Academy Awards during the greatest Oscars flub of all time? La La Land. Woo! She did it! Oh god, that was such an awful moment. It was so horrible. Never have I had so much secondhand anxiety. Aaron Sorkin mm-hmm. won an Oscar for writing what 2010 drama about the creation of Facebook? The Social Network. That's right, baby. That's my one of my favorite Anything movies. Anything else we want to throw in there? This one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Will I get I it? I, I don't, I don't know. know. I wouldn't get this. But personally. it's just like a fun person. Okay. I, I would not get this, but I feel like if you do, I'll be really excited. Okay. <laughs> Who played the unsinkable Molly Brown in Titanic? Oh, yeah. It's um, it's fra- the lady from fucking American Horror Story. Yes, yes. And so Kathy many. Bates. Woo! She, doesn't she go like... Oh my! She's like, Jesus Lord. Yeah, she looks at it and it snaps in half. Do do like one more so I can answer another one. It's just so fun. It's isn't fun. It? Yeah, I love trivia. I'm really um, good at media trivia. Do you know what Tarantino's mm. first feature was? Um, Reservoir Dogs. Yes, that's my girl. Should we re- replay that one? No, <laughs> no, no. It's okay. Because everybody thinks it's Pulp Fiction. It's not. I'm gonna give you two. This is the double whammy. Grand Slam, winner all. takes all. Yeah. You get to take our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do have one more question for you after this is over. Okay, ready? What actress's name who voices Princess Elsa in the Frozen films did John Travolta botch at the 2014 Oscars? Indina Menzel. You, you also botched, botched it. <laughs> it's Indina Menzel. Or I said it. In- I, in, there's, I, no I, there's no N. Adina yeah. Menzel. Yeah. I would literally oh, thought yeah, there was I, an N. I say Adina. I have no idea. I see it and I'm like that girl. All right, and one more, and then I have one more. But this is part of the winner takes all. I guess you didn't take all. You could take half. Okay. No, she got it though. She called her Indina. I thought there <laughs> was an N. Okay, 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 okay. What was the name that he called her? Adele Dazim. Okay. <laughs> I think this is a good one. You'll get this. I know you will. How many sons, Sophia, are you here with me? <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> How many sons does Luke's home planet of Tatooine have in Star Wars? Two. And she takes all. <laughs> oh, woo. Okay, and then I have one more question I also have a painting of that on my wall. What is your favorite podcast? My favorite murder. And last podcast on the left. And what is your third favorite podcast? I'm just kidding. This has been Sophia, aka Julia's sister. I'm Lindsay. I'm Julia. Sophia. Sophia. Oh, I know. All right. Well, let's. I'm Julia. I'm Lindsay. I'm Sophia. And And this has been ridiculously inconsiderate. Good. Good. Goodbye. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the Ridiculously Inconsiderate podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you like to listen. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ridiculously Inconsiderate. And thank you to Sophia James for our amazing theme music. What See are we you saying? next week. Bye! Bye. <laughs> <laughs>